Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hey, what's up, Mojo NBA fans? It's episode three, four. Episode four. Jeez, already? Wow. Okay. Nice. Episode four of the NBA episodes of Mojo. And tonight, smaller crowd, Kat, it's just you and I. But this is our first all-ball episode, and I don't think we could have done any other player but the legendary Michael Jordan. I think, yeah, I think this is a good one to start with. Most controversial player in the world at the same time. Um the most talked about person in every basketball group that I've ever been a part of, the name that I see every single day of my life. I don't think I could ever forget about him. That's for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. And you're right. He's definitely one of the most talked about players, but we're going through the listener questions, right? So let's go on Instagram. And one question kind of popped out and I think there's a good one. It was best moment from the last dance or favorite Michael Jordan moment. Now for me, and they show this a lot on last dance, it's gotta be his flu game in like 1997 when you think about basketball now I could never see and I'm sorry but I could never see LeBron playing through the flu like MJ did in the finals right in that game he scored 38 points seven rebounds five assists three steals and they would have gone on to win the NBA championship in that one like I just can't imagine anybody in in today's NBA being like I got the flu I'm gonna play though yeah it's I mean it's funny and then with that coming out the the conspiracy or whatever it could be of, you know, being food poisoning um, on top of that. But either way, I definitely, especially considering that, you know, you have to basically not show up with the current pandemic, something that I'm currently suffering from, funnily enough. Um, So, yeah, I just, I can't see it now either. And that is one of the biggest arguments. That's probably one of the biggest things that people will bring up in the great debate. I'm just not even going to say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention it. Otherwise, that becomes a whole new podcast. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a big standout. For me, personally, just overall, what I loved to see from that whole series was um, just how much they highlighted Dennis Rodman. Apologies, I'm losing my voice again. <laughs> so he's, like, one of my all-time favourite players. Um, best rebounder in the world, I feel. So I just felt like, you know, as a kid, he always stood out for me just because he used to be so crazy. Like his hair colors are always changing. He married himself. I get, I didn't really understand it at the time because I was like seven or eight. So I just was like, why is he wearing a wedding dress? And then I just found out more as I've gotten older. But when you um, actually look into it and just broke him down, like how smart he is. Like he studied every single player, how everyone shoots, where all their, you know, their balls will go, where he needed to be. And I don't think there's been another player that looks at it like that. So it was really good to see that he had a bit more of a moment to be looked at in that regard. Cause I think he's always just known as like this crazy guy that took off to Vegas, which that was actually a really good part of the series as well. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, think-, I think that's probably the biggest standout for me. Like I love like, I've even got it on today. I feel like like represent. <laughs> he was definitely one of those players that was just like, embodied that like flamboyant nature of the NBA at that time and I think it's yeah you're right he was just fun to watch 
from that standpoint, but he was just a great basketballer. As you said, he just understood the game in and out, what players needed to do, what he needed to do. And I think that's why he was so successful. And I think that's also why he was probably allowed to get away with the stuff that he was yeah. allowed to get away with. I don't know any NBA player that would be allowed to go to Vegas for three days and be like, yeah, it's just fine. We're just giving him a minute. Like Dennis needs to go to Vegas yes. for three days. <laughs> He just walked right back in and they're just like, what's the, oh, I was watching it again the other night and he's like, hey, we just got him here. Be grateful. Like his body is present, like for the first training session back. So they're like, that's good enough. We'll just go with that. But yeah, that's probably my favorite part. (laughs) Yeah, lots of, uh, lots of good moments, definitely from the last dance. And we'll definitely touch on them as we move into our next segment. Our first time as we do the old ball. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And the Chicago Bulls have won their first ever NBA championship. As Kobe Bryant at the buzzer in overtime gets the win for Los Angeles. There it is. Redemption for Golden State. It's over. The Bucks have done it. Celebration has begun in Boston. Most important thing in life is how your career moves and touches and how it carries forward to the next generation i feel like that last little segment of all ball where nobody will work as hard as i work is great kind of leading in to our first all ball segment where we talk about my career i mean for me this guy was like this is a this is the basketball player that i wanted to be when i was little i wanted to be mj i wore the the band around my arm I like there were times where I'm pretty sure I thought I was little, but he's just one of those players where people look at now and they're like, that's the basketball player I want to be. Oh, hundred percent. Like, I feel like there isn't really, especially in that era and anyone that grew up with a majority of, of him in their life. I don't think there's anyone that didn't really want to be him unless, you know, you were older than that and you had the people before him. But then once he came along, that's it. Now it's funny when you see um, just, you can tell the difference in generations of who people look up to more, but even then, like he's still, he still pretty much reigns over everybody else. Like he's a household name, whether you know basketball or not. Um, For me, it wasn't so much that I wanted to be him, but like my brother, because I've got my older brother, so he idolized him so much and he idolized everything about Michael Jordan. So, you know, being like the youngest, I just pretty much did everything that my brother did. And because he idolized him, I idolized him, and that's pretty much where it came from. And he was the same, like, you know, he wears 23 in, in every sport that he's played. His kids now wear 23, funnily enough. So it's like carried down. Um, you know, everything that we had was Michael Jordan. I put Michael Jordan sitting at the back right here as well. <laughs> it's just everywhere because it is like it's just something that it's a big part of our childhood. So, yeah, like I feel like basketball, my first memories of basketball are definitely Michael Jordan 100%. It's Chicago Bulls, even though I'm not a, a Bulls fan now, I still have that soft spot for Chicago Bulls because Michael Jordan was just the first thing I knew of basketball pretty much, and that's where it all started from there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's cool going United Center in Chicago, watching the Bulls play and then kind of walking up to that giant. They have this giant Michael Jordan statue out the front, which is just kind of cool. You kind of walk up and you're like, yeah, you would have been awesome to see play here. He's <laughs> just one of those players that you wish you could see play. Um, uh, like, fun fact, 
my little brother got to play two on two with him and Scotty Pippen. My little brother used to go to the Michael Jordan basketball camps in Santa Barbara. So he's actually played two on two with Michael Jordan against Scotty Pippen. And like, that's, that's my only claim to Michael Jordan right now is that yeah, like yeah. my little brother's been able to play basketball with him. But I mean, if we go back, right. He went to UNC, so University of North Carolina, right. Tar Heels. Um, okay. If you're watching March Madness right now, Tar Heels are in the finals. So if you're, I'm sure Mike yeah. Jordan will be there. So that's that's props to that one. Good shout out for that one. Three years, one NCAA championship in '82. I mean, his. I don't think many people talk about his college days apart from the fact that he went to what was a prestigious school. Um, and they touch on it a little bit in the Last Dance, but kind of going back, you're like, oh yeah. He, he did have those college days. I forget that he came out of college. I felt like when you look at Michael Jordan, you're kind of like, oh, he must have been like LeBron and Kobe and they came straight out of school. But no, he came into the draft third pick in 1984. Yes, I mean, you kind of look at this traffic and go, who went ahead of Michael Jordan in 84? And you're like looking at it, and you're like, because there's Charles Barkley in there. There's John Starks. Like there are some great names in there. And I was looking it up and I think it's, uh, who was it? Matumbo? Yeah, I was just thinking this just before actually i've already forgot who we have in the team olajuwon so that's who went number one in 84 <laughs> like i mean if anyone's going to go ahead of michael Jordan, yeah. i guess it can be a team olajuwon because that guy was an absolute baller of a center yeah i don't think you can complain in any case if that's who is coming ahead of you number two though for Portland Trailblazers. Mm. Yeah, I feel like he could have he could have gone up. But had he gone up, we would not have this conversation that we're having now. <laughs> that is true. We would not be talking about the Bulls. We would not be talking about six championships, right? So as we go into his seasons, he had 13 seasons with the Chicago Bulls. In between kind of his MVP runs, he went off and he played a little bit of baseball, came back. Right. Then he retired for a little bit. And then in 01, he comes back and he's playing for Wizards. The Wizards, like the Wizards. And you're like, yeah. oh, I don't I don't know how I feel about MJ outside of a Bulls jersey. I feel like I just like hi, I just forget about it. Like I just rewrote the story and it doesn't exist. Like <laughs> he didn't like he just ended with Bulls and that's it. Yeah. That that was the retirement. And that's done. And then he made some movies. And that's, yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. In his time with the Bulls, definitely had a successful, successful career as highlighted in the last dance, but highlighted just through his accolades. He had 13 playoff appearances and six finals appearances. Now, we always talk about MJ versus Kobe and MJ versus LeBron. Interesting stat, right, is that if you look at who's had more uh, game sevens in their finals Michael Jordan's only had three he's only been a three game seven so he's been able to shut down an NBA finals and win straight off the bat whereas Kobe and LeBron had to take their time so I think if we're looking be the winning argument. if, if we want to like who's going to win that argument right now in my opinion it, it's Michael Jordan because he only went to three well it's you know well it's so tough for me though when it comes to this one because like you're talking about three of my favorite players especially when it comes to Kobe like I just I'm like I can't say I just feel like Kobe's my Jada like you can't talk about him you can't talk about him like that 
we can't say anything bad about Kobe. Um, but that is true. But I, but then I feel like, does it come down to as well, you know, the the way the game has changed in that, like, it was a lot more rough then. It was, like, the defense was a lot harder. Like, the way everyone played was a lot harder. And I feel like that is probably a good reason as to why the games didn't drag out. Like, the series didn't drag out as much as what they're doing now. But is it also, maybe, is there better, there's more competition now. Like, the players in general overall in the league um, are better. So, but it's true. Like he hasn't, yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like that's going to be one that's all those little uh, haters were writing that down. Yeah. Adam, I, it all. I think I just, I think I just gave MJ the win right there. I think I just, I just settled that argument for everybody. He's done. He, he doesn't even have to go to game seven. He's only been there three times. And I think he's won every single one. I could be wrong there. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners will tell us if we are, but yeah. I think what's interesting, too, when you look at Michael Jordan's career is you forget that that second year that he came to the league, he actually went through an injury. And you think of Michael Jordan as being like this great basketball player. Nothing ever happened. He kind of went, you know, bigger and better every year. But when you look back at his early seasons, like, yes, he was a great kind of fine for Chicago in that draft. But then he did go through that injury in 85, 86 season. And I think there was a lot of Bulls fans being like, oh, are we going to, is he going to be able to bounce back? Because this is a star player that was coming in the league that was going to make waves. Yeah. It's funny, like, because I watched it for the, I think like the third or fourth time I watched the, the last dance series. And yeah, when that came up again, I almost forget that that happened just because like, like you're saying, like the way he bounced back from that and I, and just the way he kind of powered through it. Um, and even just, you know, secretly doing rehab behind the coach's back just to, to come back and play. But Again, that's just, like, another – and I feel like that's where him and Kobe were very similar, like, just the way that they push through these kind of challenges. Um, you know, it just shows, like, his mentality, like, the mental strength of him, like, the, the fierceness, how competitive he was to the point, like, I think a lot of people actually forgot that he got injured that season. Like, if you ask a lot of people, they probably wouldn't remember. Like, I even, I even forget, and I've seen it, like, that many times. And I'm like, oh, he did too, because – you just everything else that he's done and achieved just overshadows it. Like you don't even think he can get hurt. You're like, no. Like he played through the flu. So he can pretty much do anything. Who are gonna quote me on that now? But you know, so I said it. I said it. It's done. <laughs> he he can, he definitely can. And if we're talking about again, milestones, right? This was a guy that is fifth in all-time career points in the NBA. Right. It's so sad watching players pass him. I'm like, no, you just gotta you just gotta keep him at one. Just give him that one. Oh, <laughs> just and then just watch him. I know. Yeah. Just even because he would have been what fourth up until not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean I'm hoping it won't drop down too hard, yeah. but at least he's still in the top five. That's okay. He's still he's still showing up there. Still, up, still top five, but I mean, to give him credit from 84 to 98, he was first in NBA every season at that time for points. Like he was first yeah. every time they were doing points, shots made and all that stuff. So he definitely, I think, was the pinnacle player to beat. And I think he was the player that like, I don't think, and again, this is the argument between Kobe and LeBron, but I just don't think you'll find a player 
like Michael Jordan with that mental toughness, with that tenacity, with that drive, not only to make himself better, but his teammates better. And I think you see that a lot in the last dance and what kind of teammate he was, especially when you look at his championship runs, right? The first three, when it was like, what, 91, 92, 93 for the Bulls, and then coming back and doing 96, 96, 97, 98 in those championships, how much he drove his teammates, how much he made to make them better and be a championship winning team. Like he had that mentality and he wanted to bring those guys on board and watching that back here, like, and people like, Oh, he was horrible. I'm like, no, that's what you should be doing as a player like that. When you're here, you should be getting all those players around you to be at that same level. And that's why they were able to go twice back to back to back. No, I completely agree with you. And I think, I mean, especially if you were to compare it, it's a known fact, like Kobe said it himself, like he's a bit more of a self, I don't know if I say selfish, but you know, there were the jokes that were made about how he wasn't a team player. He wouldn't pass things like that. You know, like they joked about it between each other themselves. Michael Jordan even said um, to him, like he wouldn't pass. So yeah, when I look at it like that, I know a lot of people would say that he was very like Michael Jordan was very arrogant and he was, you know, they have a few words, but when you do look into it like that and you see what he's doing for the team, you know, even with the dream team, just in general, like he wanted the best. He made everybody play the best. He, he got everyone together to be their best. And I think, again, that's something that's rare to even see now. Everyone's chasing stats. And that's like, if I was probably wanting to be chasing Stan, like, like to see the way that he put everyone together um, and then got the results. So, yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, it's it, breaking it's, my heart to say yeah. these things. <laughs> I know it clearly worked in his favor, but I guess this is a great time now to go in to my favorite part, which is the match. The most anticipated match. In history, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! And so the cool thing about the NBA is, especially when we do the matches, we get to match up all these kind of like what-if scenarios, right? That they always talk about in the NBA. What if this team matched up against this team? What if this NBA championship matched up against this NBA championship team? So for me, I think since we're talking all things Michael Jordan, we take the first triple win team, and we take the second triple win team, you know, 91 to 93 Bulls, 91 to 94 Bulls, sorry. And we match them up against the 90... 97, 98 we got. Yep, that's who we got. And we see who's the better team and who would come out. If you played them in a, in a game series of seven, who would come out on top? The first three-peat or the second three-peat? Now, when you go through the 92 to 93 team, you kind of look at it, you're like, okay, you've got Michael Jordan and you've got Scottie Pippen. But then you've kind of got Stacey King, he's in there. John Paxson's in there. Scott Williams, Corey Williams, Daryl Walker, Trent Tucker. You know, this was a defensively, I think, a very, very solid team. And I think that if you're looking from a defensive standpoint, this 92-93 team was a standout. Yeah. I, you don't, like, that is some good points, actually. I feel like, I still feel like the second three-peat team, maybe because I'm being biased, my favorite player is in there. <laughs> like, that is a good point. I 
It's really, I've been thinking about this. I, I brought it down to Dennis Rodman for the, for the win. <laughs> but I thought to myself, though, like, is the team, is the first one better because they literally are coming from nothing? So they hadn't done it before. Like, they've pulled this out. They've done it, like, the first three times from, like, considering the history before that. So, like, that's one thing. But then, like, just I feel like, you know, when I looked at Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman together for the next time round, I just feel like those three together is, like, a dream team in itself. Like, just the way that all worked and even in, like, that little absence of Scotty Pippen, the way that Dennis Rodman stepped up, um, and just the way it all finished, like with what they had on them, I like I I probably still couldn't pick it. Like I tend to lean more towards the second one, but yeah. But then there's that thing of like you know you know the first three P, they did it from nothing really. So when you can do it like that, that's that's probably even harder. Yeah, uh, now that you've mentioned that, and they had to like come from nothing, and I think they came from a loss too. That first three P, yeah um from the finals and they kind of just were able to bounce back but you're right that second that second 3p team right again some big names steve kerr as you said dennis rodman you yeah. got scotty pippen on there you got tony kuchuk who was a great player um when they played each other in, in the nba when i'm sorry the Olympics yeah. when they were playing in that dream team um and yeah have him as a teammate just made them even better you had we got to give credit where credit's due for the Aussies you got Luke Longley in there yes um so you know and I feel like this team this second this second 3P team was a little more international like they had a little more a couple more international boys in there that I think gave them a little bit of a different different flavor and we know Dennis Rodman definitely brings a different flavor there but I think what was great about this this second team is that especially with Steve Kerr, because I think you remember that kind of dish out who, from Scottie Pippen to Steve Kerr for that final three-pointer. Yeah, um, which no one's Exactly, 100%. So I think with that second three, that first three-peat team, yes, they came from nothing and they grinded out and defensively they were solid. But I think what was great about this kind of 95 to 98 team is that they were able to share the shooting. Like it didn't rely solely yeah. on Michael Jordan. It didn't rely solely on Scottie Pippen. So I think if you're looking as a team as a whole on who can get you through seven games, I I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna go with the second three peat team. Yeah. I feel like that's the winner. It is and I just love like I was gonna, that's one thing I've got to bring up before, but I just love the fact that Luke Longley was in that. I just love that we have an Aussie in there. Like when I go to a, um, you know, I've been at that Adelaide versus Sydney game and then I see Luke Longley on the bench. I'm so excited. That's probably the only, like, the only time I get that excited at an NBL game as much as I love it. But, you know, just to see him and just know where he came from and like the history, I'm just like, oh, like you were a part of that team. Like, that's amazing. I'm so excited that you're here. So like, it's just, yeah. And I think that, I feel like everyone just forgets that for a second. I'm like, remember where he came from like remember who he played with and we have that here in Australia like and now he's a mentor for Sydney Kings you know how lucky I would just love to pick his brain like if I had that you know around me that would just be the best thing but yeah that definitely I think the second three feet a clean sweep on that one second three feet in a game of seven it's definitely going to be those guys but 
Now that we've mentioned some of the teammates, it's time to move into our rapid fire. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. For me, and this I think was a great kind of ending and you know, final point to this all ball episode of Michael Jordan. But Kat, my question to you is, and I think, I think I may know your answer here. I'm not entirely sure. I think you may have given away throughout the podcast, but who do you think, who do you think is Michael Jordan's best teammate? Oh, no, actually, I think I will surprise you as much, as much as I do love Dennis Rodman. I feel like you cannot beat the fact that Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan were the ultimate duo at the end of the day, especially like with how long they played together. I, them two, like, you know, you talk about Kobe and Shaq in that same conversation, you have to have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. I just, I don't think you can really beat that. Like they work well, so well together. And it showed like when he wasn't playing, like what Michael Jordan was wanting, like, you know, Dennis Rodman had to step up, but he was like, I need Scottie Pippen. I like, that is my right-hand man. And yeah, um, the three of them was a bonus, but I do think that his best teammate was actually Scottie Pippen. I, I gotta say, I agree with you there. I don't yeah. think there's a Scottie Pippen without Michael Jordan. And I don't think yeah. there's a Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. Cause as you said, when Scottie Pippen wasn't playing, Michael Jordan needed somebody. And Dennis Rodman was great to be able to step up there. So props in for a teammate for that one, but you, he definitely missed that. And I think when you saw Michael Jordan go and play baseball for that year, like Scotty Pippen didn't have his, he didn't have his right hand man. Right. Yeah. Batman and Robin weren't together. That's a bit weird. Like it's just odd to have that. You need Batman and Robin together. Not that, you know, Scotty Pippen's the equivalent to Robin, but you know, it's just, <laughs> it's a dynamic duo. So I'm definitely with you on that one. I definitely think that if we're looking at all of Michael Jordan's teammates and you saw that in the U in the USA team and you saw with the Bulls and the times where they didn't yeah. play together to when they did play together, there's no Scottie Pippen without Michael Jordan and there's no Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. So I'm with you 100% best teammate to have played with Michael Jordan is definitely Scottie Pippen. Easy pick, easy pick. Easy pay, 100%. Well, that kind of does it for our first all-ball episode and talking all things Michael Jordan. I'm sure we could talk for, for hours and hours. Yeah. I, you know, we got to wrap it up. So I guess, yeah, if you haven't, go watch Last Dance because it is one of the best documentaries on Michael Jordan, on the NBA, on basketball in general. Um, but yeah, we're going to sign this one out. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.